there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. Jesus warned his disciples not to tell anyone who he was. The Son of Man must suffer many terrible things, he said. He will be rejected by the elders, the leading priests and the teachers of religious law. He will be killed, but on the third day he will be raised from the dead. Then he said to the crowd, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you believe if you gain the whole world, but are yourself lost or destroyed? If anyone is ashamed of me and my message, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in his glory and in the glory of the Father and the holy angels. I tell you the truth, some standing right here now will not die before they see the kingdom of God. Hi friends, it is so, so good to be back with you and my hope is that everything is well with you in your home uh, or in your bedroom, in your study, in your kitchen, uh, if you're watching this live now, maybe you're watching it at a different point and I hope and trust everything is well with you and uh, I also hope that you've managed to venture out a bit this week as uh, different things are available um, if you so wish. Obviously, I know for each of us, it'll be different paces. For some of us, we'll be thinking, no, not quite ready for that. For others of us, we've kind of made the most of venturing out. I know for me, you've probably spotted already, I got to the hairdressers. Um, that's how kind of vain I am. The first thing I wanted to do was get my hair cut. Now, part of that is because I knew that some of us were getting very concerned that actually, was I going to fit on the screen? as my hair just seemed to be expanding more and more. And there was a, a, a concern, like, would we need to kind of re-configure kind of the whole of South Street to enable my hair to be viewed? And so it's enabled that to happen. But along with me getting my hair cut this week, uh, some others have got their hair cut in my household as well. So our two dogs, Ted and Barney, have had their hair cuts. In actual fact, here you go, over here, here they are. Barney's in at the front, uh, Ted's uh, at the back and I guess as soon as you see these three likely lads on your screen now with their nice sharp haircuts I guess you're all left thinking well which one's best and I'd encourage you now jump on the chat and say which one do you think is best me Ted or Barney there's three choices there jump for it now I could have also put in uh, my daughters and my wife, but I, I just thought there's no competition there. Everyone's gonna vote for them. Uh, therefore, I thought, let's face some dogs and maybe I've got potential here. Uh, but we'll see. But whilst you're all getting your votes in, I'll look at that in a moment. Um, the other thing me and my family were enabled to do yesterday was to venture outside of Birmingham. Uh, first time uh, for months that we ventured outside of Birmingham and it just did us good to get out into the countryside, to be together, to enjoy God's creation. And so my hope is for you that you're able to get out a little bit more as you feel able to. But let's see then, let's just take a quick thing of where we've got, okay, it's definitely the dog's it's definitely not me. There's a surprise. I thought that'd probably be the case. But hey, I'll keep tailoring the hair over the coming weeks and maybe I'll put the dogs in for a running. But along with 
venturing out this last week, uh, I also absolutely loved gathering last Sunday and just wanted to say uh, once again, what an amazing job I thought Sarah Bowen did in sharing. And I'd encourage you, like, if you didn't get to hear everything Sarah got to share, like, please jump online and, and listen to that because it will do your heart good. But today we kick off a new series, a series that we've entitled The Way of the Cross. And this series that we've entitled The Way of the Cross is going to be based in these two scriptures that um, Grace has so eloquently and excellently read out for us from John 15 and Luke 9, where we find that Jesus gives an invitation to each and every one of us who say we want to be those who follow him, to be those who seek to live laying down our lives. And over the coming weeks, as we lead up to Pentecost, we're going to be looking at, like, what does it therefore mean to be those that live laying down our lives? But what we're going to discover as we go on that journey to Pentecost, where we get to celebrate Jesus sending the Holy Spirit, that we're going to see that this isn't a call to duty but rather becomes an overflow of love, an overflow of love of everything we saw and enjoyed and, in, and savor of, what, of how Jesus went to the cross. It's listed in John 15 that Jesus went to the cross for us out of love. And we're going to discover that we too are going to take up our crosses and lay down our lives out of love. But today I want to start off then by looking at Luke chapter 9, where we discover that this invitation of Jesus is a daily invitation. It's a daily invitation to be those who say, yeah, we're going to take up our cross and seek to live laying down our lives daily. It's not like a a moment where we decide it, like once, I don't know, I, I made this decision a number of years ago to say, yep, I'll take up my cross and follow you, Jesus. And I can remember it some distant past, or maybe we're kind of figuring it out and saying, well, okay, what does it really mean to follow Jesus? And what does that mean then if I've got to take up my cross? Jesus says, no, this, this is an invitation to be taken daily. To be those who seek to follow him is to be those who daily are coming and saying daily, I am looking to lay down my life. Over the coming weeks, we're going to look at what it looks like to lay down our lives. We're going to discover how it shapes how we live in obedience to Jesus, of how it shapes how we live in relation to uh, those in the family of the church, as well as how we live in relation to those who are outside of the family of the church at the moment. But for today... Before we look at what it means to lay down our lives, I want to look at why we do it. Because as I said, there's a danger that when you hear that call to daily pick up your cross, to daily lay down your life, it can feel like, well, oh man, this is pressure. This is like a call to duty or a call to um, like jump over a line or kind of seek to prove ourselves. That's never the way in following Jesus. Like everything in following Jesus is always out of an overflow of love. You see, why we lay down our lives is actually because of the life that we've gained. See, it's in response to something. It's not to prove something. 
See, what we discover is that you and I, when we center our lives in Jesus, receive a life. Now, it's not a life that's about an enlightened way of living. Neither is it simply a life that gives you some sort of ticket to the afterlife. The life that we gain is Jesus. Like, like simply put, like, life equals Jesus. Like, Jesus wants us to see that. That Jesus goes to the cross and gives all in order that you and I can gain all. And that all that we gain is him. It's Jesus. That's what we gain. Now, potentially we can think, well, okay, yeah, but is that a big deal? Oh, yeah, it's a massive deal. It changes everything that we gain Jesus. Let me read a quote from this book. It's um, Christ Our Life by Michael Reeves. And actually, before I do read this quote, like it's a while since I've like mentioned this book. And every time I mention it, I can't help but give it away because it is so good. Maybe it's on your shelf probably at home for some of us. And I say pick it off because I think over the coming weeks to read this book will do you good. But for some of us, we've not got the book and I want you to get it. And so in a moment, I'm going to count to three. When I get to three, if you'd like this book, like don't ask for it if you don't want it, but like if you'd like this book, just simply say me. That's all you need to put me. And I'll go back through the chat quickly at the end and just see who got there. And we'll give the book away to the first four people who get in there. So one, two, three. Okay, you've got your me's there. This is what Michael Reeve says, which I think helps us to see the wonder of the life that we gain that is Jesus. He says this, Jesus had become one of us. But now by the Spirit, he would wonderfully become one with us. For this is the design of the gospel, wrote John Calvin, that Christ may become ours and that we may be engrafted into his body. Let me read that again. Jesus has become one of us. But now by the Spirit, he would wonderfully become one with us. For this is the design of the gospel, wrote John Calvin, that Christ may become ours and that we may be engrafted into his body. Like, how good is that? Like Michael's saying, like, um, like when Jesus came and lived and died, it was in order that he would become one with us, that he would identify with us, that he would be able to provide for us. But through his resurrection and sending the Spirit is in order that he would become one with us. That he'd be one who draw alongside, that we would be part of him. That Jesus would always unconditionally be with us. Like it means that Jesus being our life means that Jesus is with us as the rock on which our life is built like the, the foundation of love that means that anything can shake us, but he's unshakable. And therefore we will not fall. He's a firm foundation. It means that Jesus is the vine in which we've been grafted into, that he's the one that we're now intimately connected to, sustained by, that it's his life 
his joy, his presence that we get to know in our lives as we're now part of him. It means that he's our shepherd, that he's the one who's seeking to protect and provide for us. Jesus is one who gave all in order that we could gain all and that all is him. Like before we look what it looks like to lay down our lives, we have to understand like all that we've gave, gained, the life that we have and the life is Jesus. And you see that life that is Jesus means that Jesus comes to and brings us life. Like, Jesus brings us life. Like, how good is that? Like, I, I don't know if you contemplate that much, but just that Jesus is coming daily to want to cause us to understand more of the life that he has brought us, that he is our life, that he brings us life. A life that he describes is full is without limit. Like, what does that life look like? Well, I just want to read out a number of scriptures. And these scriptures we're going to be sending out to you this coming week. But in it, these scriptures like reveal something of what this life is characterized by. And I'd encourage you, like, where you are now, maybe you're stood, like, making a cup of tea sneakily. Maybe you're, like, sat. Maybe you're laid down. I don't know where you are. Like, I'd encourage you, like, close your eyes, not to fall asleep, but just to focus focused on these different characteristics. And as I read them, there'll be particular ones that we feel like speak to us, us to take hold of those. Jesus provides us a life of love. John 15, 9 says this, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. Of acceptance, Romans 8.1, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. No more guilt, no more shame. Of peace, John 14.27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Joy, John 15.11, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. The very joy of Jesus. A life of relationship. John 14, 20, on that day you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. We're never alone. Now always part of this eternal relationship of Father, Son and Spirit. A life of hope. John 14, 23, Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. We belong. Next one, freedom, John 8, 36. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Like Jesus provides this life where we get to know increasing levels of freedom, liberty, it's a life characterized by rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. 
It's a life characterized by purpose. Matthew 5, 16, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And finally, a life characterized as eternal. John 6, 40, for my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life and I will raise them up at the last day. Life eternal. Like, open your eyes for a moment now. Maybe keep them open. Like, which of the ones were for you? Which ones particularly struck you this time? I'm thinking, oh yeah, I really need to know that. Like, make a note of it. Don't, don't walk away. Like, make a note of, like, which of those characteristics, like, particularly spoke to you. Because... We need to be those who are receiving life. You see, that daily invitation, that daily invitation to lay down our lives, why? Because we're also being invited to know this life. It means that we daily need to come to be those who receive life. Receive this life that Jesus offers. It means that we have to pause within our days. Like, it's some familiar words I'm about to use, aren't they? You all know it's coming. Like, like we need to pause. Pause from other things that seem like they're important or seem to define us. And then center. Like center on receiving afresh the life that Jesus offers us. The life he offers us, which is him. That we receive Jesus afresh daily saying, Jesus, I receive you. I receive you as the rock on which I'm built. I receive you as the vine in which I'm engrafted into. I receive you as my shepherd that's looking to protect and provide for me. And then as pausing and centering and receiving Jesus refreshed, we then say, and I receive the life that you want to bring me. And I'd encourage you over this coming week, like each day as you pause, to receive Jesus as the life that he provides that we then allow Jesus as the life he provides to bring us life in those particular areas we felt like most speak to us. Like, I don't know what it is for you. Like for me at the moment, it's like I want to just keep saying, Jesus, I want to receive your joy. I want to keep knowing that, that you're my home. I want to keep my eyes on the fact that this life I have in you is eternal, forever in you in this eternal relationship that's always existed. Like, what's it for you? So we need to be those who are receiving life through pausing and centering, but we also need to be those then that then offer life. Being those who are offering our lives. You see, as we receive the wonder of this life daily, we then get to be those who then say, yeah, out of all that I've received, I now continue. You knew it was coming, pause, center, continue. I then continue by laying down my life. I'm going to be looking that over coming weeks. But for, for today, this is enough, I think. Like the way of the cross is a daily invitation. A daily invitation to come and receive the life that is Jesus, that is for us. And that as we receive that life, out of love for us, 
in turn cause us to then say, I'm going to lay my life down in following you. So you think for me where it's most eloquently put is that as we contemplate the wonder of who Jesus is and all that we gain in him is what Isaac Watts wrote in his soul, When I Survey, where he simply puts this, love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. I feel like, surely that's the place that we now get to respond. I'm going to hand back to Becca and the band in a moment. Just lead us in singing that song of in this moment pausing. Pausing from everything else that's going on and centering and seeing and savoring the wonder of who Jesus is. The wonder of all that Jesus has done. And the wonder that he is now ours and we are now his. And allow that to get to that point so we too can join Isaac Watson saying, love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. Thanks so much for listening.